1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnold. Nothing like a half hour of sports talk coming your way here. So I, I, I seriously, I look at you guys. And first of all, Blankman rolls in like 15 seconds before we go on the air here. Uh, Honald, you've been here for like a day and a half. I know, I got here early today. <laughs> all dressed up too, by the way. And, uh, you know, so we're not used to that. That's throwing me off. Uh, then I say, okay, what are we talking about? And uh, both of you guys look at me and go, well, sports. So, okay. We're helpers. We let, are big helpers. Let the sports talk commence. <laughs> Um, where do you want to begin? No, the, the problem is that they didn't see the disgust on his face when he, yeah. when he wanted to say that. Yeah. The, are you two really serious? Look? It's always fun for Jeff and I if we can get John to shake his head as he's going on to start the show. Yeah. And, and believe me, it was a lot of that going on here this morning. So, all right, we're going to start with the Iowa-Nebraska game. Do we have to? Yes, we do. And we're going we're gonna to talk in excruciating detail about this game. Okay, we'll talk about that in a second. But my biggest fear came the next day when Purdue was losing and Illinois was trying to lose. I thought Blankman's dream would come true that Nebraska beat Iowa and we'd still end up going. To the <laughs> there was a part of me that was oh, no, a big part that. of you, and there's yeah. a big part of you. I know. No. So I, I want to. Did did you watch the game live, Jeff Blankman? I did not. I I just say, you don't watch Nebraska live. You tape it. I do. Yeah, I don't watch live very often. Most of the time, I'm not home, so I just got into the habit of of DVR and watching later. I was home on Friday. Everybody's going to laugh at me. I paced through my living room into my kitchen throughout the entire game. I sat down one time, and I turned the game on, and... We were driving down, and we missed a field goal. And I'm like, okay, done. It's done. over. It's, I'm, I'm not watching because I jinxed us. We moved the ball until I turned it on, and I turned it on long enough to see us miss the field goal. And I'm like, okay. So I turned it back off. I'm superstitious, and I, I paced. I didn't even have a different game on TV. I just paced until I started mm-hmm. getting the text messages. One where Honnold told me I was number one. Then I knew that you know it had to have been going pretty well. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I ended up watching it later. I watched it Saturday. I watched it Sunday. I watched it last night. <laughs> wow. Three times. Wow. It was just that good. Yes. Well, he's only got eight because he lost that many times, so he has to catch back up. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, when Cooper DeGene went down, Ooh. down went Iowa. I, I, oh. they, the game wasn't going great at that no. point either, but uh, they just lost their heart and soul. Well, and they found a kid to pick on. They put that poor freshman in there. But, boy, Cooper, he took a shot, too. I mean, you, you watch him fall. He was He was definitely not. Not there. He was he was out cold, mm-hmm. and, yeah, uh, and you so hate to see that. You do. Uh, it's part of the game. It was legal. It was, it was just a play. I mean, yep. two guys ran into each other. So, um, you know, and Laporta being out was was a big deal for Iowa. And um, oh, by the way, the backup quarterback looked pretty good. Hey, hey, hey uh, Ferences, uh, the backup quarterback <laughs> looked okay. He, he moved the ball. So, um, just a tough day. Um, but. And I did my part. I bet on Nebraska. That jinxed them all year long, and I, yeah. I did my part. So it wasn't me. But I just, you know what? It was kind of a microcosm of the whole Iowa year. The defense played okay, didn't play great, and the special teams didn't play great. 
and those are the two that carried Iowa, and they just they couldn't beat a, a Nebraska team that played really well. And I told John Saturday morning the only way Nebraska wins that game um, was Iowa had to do what they had not done during their win streak, and that was turn the ball over, and you finish with four of them. Yeah. You know, do have to. Uh, I, I know I was talking with an Iowa fan and not giving anybody a hard time. We were just talking the game, and, and, and he brought up the turnovers. And I says, well, you got to credit the Nebraska defense a little bit with the turnovers, a couple of strip sacks, you know, and stuff like that. So the defense created somebody goes, well, no, it's just because our offensive line so bad. Yeah, Your man. defense didn't do anything. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you still got to. You yeah. still got to make you plays. You still got to make plays. And, and we hadn't gotten a sack on anybody in about nine weeks. So, um, you know, for us to, to get into the backfield, I, I give I give those kids from Nebraska an awful lot of credit. Um, I did something that technically I'm not really supposed to do, but I, I texted Blaze at the end of the game and said, man, I'm so happy for you. And you played well today. And you guys deserved mm-hmm. this. Um, I don't know if it was my bro- which one of my brothers said it um but uh they said it after the wisconsin game this group of kids never quits they play hard all of the time like every play of every game they play hard they deserve something good to happen um and, and finally it happened yeah. for them they were able and, to get and a, really a nothing game for them other yeah. than the rivalry it was a nothing yeah. game for them they didn't have anything to gain other than they beat iowa and I told you before the game, I was torn. I really did not want to go to the Big Ten Championship. You know, the talk all week about how bad you're going to get beat and the whole day leading up to that game, how bad you're going to get beat. And just, it's not good on recruiting. I mean, we lost to Nebraska, but it all goes away. You know, the whole nation doesn't hear about it. It's us hearing about it. But, uh, boy, you're gonna, you had a whole other week of, of just ugly so the question I have then for you, uh, this coming from an Iowa fan conversation again, um, that with you guys losing, they still don't think there's going to be any changes. Don't worry, any changes. But this, does this open the door for changes? Because if you would have beaten Nebraska and went to the Big Ten championship game, no matter what it would have had in that game, I think you'd have gotten the, well, we did what we needed to do. We won the West, and we won eight games during the regular season, and there would have been no changes. Does this loss open that door for potential changes? You would hope. But after this many years of being an Iowa fan, I already know what's coming. So you know, you just there'll be there'll be some ancillary change, some minor change. But no, unless Brian Ferentz decides he's stepping down or yeah. doing something different, I don't see a ton or, of changes. Or unless but. money, unless unless there's a bunch of revolt from the ticket holders of big money people saying we're not giving, and Barta makes the change because he could, he's actually technically yep. Brian's. That would be the only way. So the question for you then? So no. No, it is. Is it Brian, or do they make a change as the offensive line coach and try to improve the offensive line? Because it's not been very good for the last two years, really. It, do you think a change of the offensive line position? Do you think that fixes more of the issue than, it would, than even it, let go Brian? It would help. It would really help, and 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 also go out and get a quarterback. Uh, you know, I see the Michigan quarterback went in the portal. You know, get somebody that. But who's going to want to go with that offense? You know, what, what kind of quarterback are you going to get that's that's really going to bring a lot of promise and saying, "Hey, we can open up the playbook now because we got this guy." Uh, you know, it, it's it, they've they've shown that they're not going to be an exciting offense. There's no chance to go to the pros right, <laughs> to play right. quarterback at Iowa. So what's the what's the draw? I that that's the only the only thing I can draw back pull my Nebraska roots back out. But go back to Brad Banks, our only mobile quarterback we've ever had. And all of a sudden, we're amazing. You know, just as somebody that can, like last night when you're watching the Pittsburgh Steelers, somebody can give me five to ten yards on a scramble. Just get out and get going. They don't have to run all the time, but, you know, when my offensive line is really bad, they can go get me a few and not just sit back in the middle of the pocket and drop ten yards and fall on their face. So 
somebody like that could make an offensive line look a little better. But you're, you're right. There's got to be a change at offensive line because they've had guys go to the pros and they've been really good, but it's a onesie twosie. They they miss on they get one and miss on their other four. And we've been really bad. Uh, tight ends are wonderful. I mean, we we seem to find a bunch of those. But offensive line and quarterback, we have been missing terribly, and, and that's got to be a fix. And I don't know what the fix is because I don't think there's anybody the new system. I, I, I that, that system's old. It's, I'm yeah, it's it's a, nobody with a, a ton of talent that wants to throw the football, wants to be part of an exciting offense, is going to look right. at Iowa and go, "I, I want to go play there." Right. Yeah, so I, Iowa State, they might. You know, even there, they have, they have a much more wide open offense than Iowa. Well, does. And they're going to have to make changes as well. Yeah, and they're, they've got a lot of work to do. Their offensive too. coordinator, that offense is just as bad as Iowa. And yeah, their line and, is and Campbell's going to have to change his philosophy. Um, he does not let any returners return. You got the guy from Minnesota's returned two kickoffs for a touchdown, and yeah, I watched mm-hmm. the other day and. Guy had ten yards of open field, and they make him fair catch. So they, he's got to change that philosophy. But their special teams has got to be changed. It's it's brutal they, all the way they around. They have been burned so many times on a late punt where it's muffed by the return guy. I'm sure they're like, don't even think about a return. But their whole special teams and their kickers are garbage. Are, yeah, all year so long. He, he's got to make that change as a, well. A few kicks here and there. Iowa State's bowl eligible. Absolutely. They, they yeah. beat Kansas. They beat Kansas State. Texas uh, you Tech. Know, Texas Tech. Yeah, there's three wins right there. Yeah. So, so the question then for Iowa State fans, and not to put any fear, I saw a text late last night when I was up doing some work that uh, uh, Matt Campbell, um, the rumors uh, of him heading to Cincinnati are starting to pick up now. That's back into the state yeah. of Ohio. I was going to uh, bring that up. Too, you know, that. Um, is is that a concern for Iowa State fans? Because everybody always said that if he goes somewhere, it's probably going to be back that direction. Ohio State would be the job. Now, I don't think Ryan Day's going anywhere, even though he's one and two against Michigan, and there's a portion of the <laughs> Ohio State fan base that – Wants Urban Meyer back because I don't like losing to Michigan, but uh, uh, so I don't think he's going to go there. And I don't know right now if Ohio State would hire Matt Campbell after the last two seasons. But mm-hmm. uh, would Cincinnati pick him up? I, d- um, I think Cincinnati the would pick twelve. Yep. So the, I doubt that that's you know a huge move up for him. He might be back closer to what, where the country where he wants to be. But right. I mean, he's got a good program rolling at Iowa State. They've got to fix a few things, but they're a lot closer to fixing things I think than than right. than a lot of other programs. That would be the only one this year that I would think. Right. I mean, they could take a flyer on him going to the Big 12. He would he would actually be able to set up a Big 12 type of team for yep. them. Yep. I, I could see them taking a flyer. I don't know him well enough to know whether he move or not. I don't right. think I would personally. I mean, he needs, he's got some fixes he's got to make here, and I think he's right in the hunt. Right. Yeah. Check out the Big – we'll go back to the Big Ten for a minute here because check out the coaches that they've got oh. in the Big Ten West coming in. you got Matt Rule. Right. We're going to talk about him in a second. got got uh, Fickle. Going to be going to Wisconsin. Yeah, just what we need. You got what? Bielema is at Illinois. Illinois. PJ Flack up there at Minnesota, in which was thought they thought they were going to have a great year, and they just didn't. Uh, and then, of course, Kirk Ferentz. Right. Mean, you're talking some pretty heady coaches there. And Pat Fitzgerald. I don't yeah. care if Northwestern has Northwestern. struggled the last two years. There's a hate guy the purple. Just, yeah. You got to hate the purple. That guy but, figures out a way to spoil crap all over the place. He does, <laughs> and he has done. I know the programs dropped the last two years, but man, what an amazing job he cycles he's done in four at years. He goes yeah. about four good, two bad. So yep. he's about ready. To to turn that thing around and make everybody miserable with that. Yep. With that. And he's just, yeah. he's Pat. You just, you got to not like him. But. The, and the bad thing is, is the West probably going to disappear because when USC yeah. and UCLA come into the league, more than likely there won't be divisions. So as the West goes out and potentially, we don't know for sure, hires, you know, coaches to improve programs and maybe make the West competitive. Cause right now I don't care who won the West this year. It's awful. Um, that's oh, awful bad. football. Um, I mean, it's just, yeah. Um, 
um, Purdue, Minnesota, Illinois, uh, Iowa. Wisconsin was weak. Yeah, I, you know there there wasn't a, a real good team. I know you look at so in the yeah. Big Ten. There's only two teams right now. Yeah, Ohio State, and Michigan, and then Penn teams, State's the kind of, of that next tier. I think they're just okay. I don't think right. they're really good. And then but I think they're better than the rest. I think they're better than the rest. I, I think, think they're in a category by themselves. Doesn't take much. No. So Matt Rule is the new Nebraska coach. I mean, they announced him right away. Yeah. Uh, your thoughts coming in that? I mean, here's a guy that's proven winner on the college scene. Yeah, as as I kind of said to you yesterday, and that anybody that's asked me, it's like you know. Everybody that was rumored to be going to Nebraska has really good qualities and things that make you go, okay, can they get the job done? And he was one of those. But the way I felt was this is probably with where Nebraska's program's at right now, this is probably as good a hire as we could have potentially had. I'd have been okay maybe if Mickey would have stuck around just because of, I know how much the kids love him, and I think he did a nice job over there this year. Uh, it would have depended on the staff he could have hired. Um, Luke Fickle would have been a guy I'd have been okay with too. Uh, but Matt Rule, I think, is probably about as good a hire as what Nebraska could get in this situation. Well, he's a rebuilder. Yeah. I mean, that's what you look at he did Temple, look at he did Baylor, and he's a culture guy. Yep. And I think that's exactly what, unfortunately, what Nebraska needs. Yeah. Um, That's what they thought they were getting when they hired Frost. Right. Was, yeah, but now you got you know. a proven kid. I mean, Frost yeah. did it once. This guy's done it twice. I mean, yes, he failed it at, at, in the pros, but who? Uh, th- so did Nick Saban. A, I mean, that's yeah. just a, uh, the yeah. pros are a whole different ballgame. Yeah. He's going to rebuild Nebraska, unfortunately, and uh, put the culture back in it. And it's because it, he's got a nice group of kids. He does. And then he'll bring in some transfer portal kids, and it'll be, it'll be a scary team in a year with two. And I know a lot of Nebraska fans, including some of my family, don't believe that Nebraska can get turned around or can do it very fast. I'm not saying that we're talking conference championships or national titles, but over the last three seasons, you have – Really, the Michigan game this year and the Oklahoma game this year. Otherwise, they've been in every game and had a chance to win. You can't be playing everybody on your schedule that close and losing so many games late and not be close enough that we can't get turned around where maybe we could get a six or seven win season in the next year or two and then kind of start the process of of you know becoming bowl eligible and relevant in college football again. The real difference is this guy has a staff. I mean, he's already brought an OC in. He's already got guys that he's worked with and proven it's worked. Right. He's going out and getting those guys again where Frost struggled with that a little bit. It's tough. If you can't bring a staff in with you. Well, and he now, brought his whole staff from, yeah, from whole Central Florida. Kind of staff. Yeah, no, I this, know. This staff is coming in, and they've done it. So that's what's scary to me is he's going to bring in an experienced staff that knows what they're doing on a rebuilding deal. It, they're they're going to be they're going to be scary. And the thing I'm probably the most happy about is is where he's really made his hay is up front on both sides of the ball. He understands. And in the Big Ten, you don't win the line of scrimmage. You aren't going to win many yeah. football games. And we didn't win the line of scrimmage for the last eight years. So it's about time that we get back, you know, and I, I don't want to catch the whole quit living in the past. we got to get back to what Nebraska did so well in the 60s, 70s, 80s, and in the 90s. And that was you win the line of scrimmage. Yep. There was a point in, in Nebraska's history where they were the best offensive and defensive line they the never had to look outside the state yeah. of Nebraska to, yeah. to get a great offensive Absolutely. line. I still, remember Cass, line. Right. I still remember Cass Weidel telling me when he was winning all those national titles down at Northwest Missouri State, they went up and recruited kids out of Nebraska all the time for offensive line because they came in with great footwork. They fundamentally knew how to block, and they were just mean you know, and stuff. And, and that's what you need to be uh, yeah. to be able to win the battle up front. So. Yeah, exactly. And now I see on Twitter, I see a whole bunch of players entering the transfer portal, yep. several from Iowa State. I haven't seen 
see much from from Iowa. I don't follow too many Nebraska kids out there. Right. But a lot of them, you're going to see a ton of kids saying, you know, I got a year or two years of eligibility left. I want to go play somewhere else. You can rebuild pretty qu- darn quick. You can. The one I was surprised, Luke Fickle was hired five minutes later. A was four-star Wisconsin kid decommitted uh, and stuff. That one I was surprised about because Fickle's a really good coach. So I was surprised. So that had to have been somebody that, that, that really wanted Leonard to be the new head coach and, and was well, coming just, there to play just for wants him. to weigh his you options. Know, I can, yeah. yeah, I can decommit and, and, yep. and, and still go back. Yeah. I, you know, to be honest with you, speaking of Jim Leonard, Leonard I'd be all right if Matt Rule found out if, if he wants to come be the D coordinator over at Nebraska because he had some really good defenses uh, at, at, uh, at Wisconsin. Guys, be nice. Yeah, out, absolutely. Right. It's been fun seeing Ben Fun back in the studio. Right. <laughs> yeah, actually for once, yeah, that's been first in a long time. Here, so. We're going to step aside, take a break. We might actually talk high school sports, right? Yes. Okay, that's coming up next on KCIM Sports Rewind. As the athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. It is KCIM Sports Rewind. The, uh, the torturing of Jeff Honnold is now done. <laughs> no, <I> it's not. <laughs> <laughs> we pick on him more when he's not here. Yeah, but he, but he had to sit here and talk Iowa football for he about did. 15 minutes. So. Yep. In person. So. And, and you know what? As, as Dave Stewart sent me a text of Jeff telling me that I was number one on, on Friday afternoon. <laughs> I, as I, texted, I hope everybody knows exactly what that means. Yes. As I, as I texted uh, back to uh, Stewart, I'm not saying a word. I have not said anything to any Iowa fans, and I will not. No. You, you've not. No. I mean, that, you have not sent out anything. You have not gloated on anything. No. And you, you, I mean, you walk around and go, nope, I'm keeping my mouth shut. Yep. Nope, I'm dead. That's it. The so. only thing I did think about doing is Linda gave me a hard time when I came in on, you know, yesterday and told me she wasn't going to talk to me anymore, just jokingly, <laughs> you know, and stuff. And yeah. I said, you know, I did think about it. I got Nebraska socks. I got the Nebraska jock and pants, of course, the hoodie. I thought about coming into work yesterday and decked out in Nebraska gear, <laughs> not saying a word, nope. but just coming in and all my Nebraska. Nebraska close, but just I didn't showing, do it. Showing some team loyalty going yes. on there. Uh, well, let's talk some little high school sports. We haven't had a ton uh, of things going on, right? More girls basketball, not a lot of boys. You got yep. some boys action last, last night. night. But they're going to start really get rolling this week. Yeah, absolutely. The schedule will get full tonight. We'll run through that probably here at the end of the show. But uh, did have a doubleheader uh, down at Audubon last night in basketball. That was the only basketball in the area until you go back to last Tuesday with the South Central Calhoun girls losing to Storm Lake. But uh, um, Cooner Rabbits Baird, uh, both girls and boys went down to Audubon last night, uh, used really good starts uh, to kind of, kind of take control of the game. Uh, the boys from Coon jumped up 9 to nothing. Now, uh, credit the Audubon boys for battling back. They were down 15 at one point, cut it to 3 uh, on, a, on an Aaron Olsen 3 with just about 3 minutes or so to go in the game. Uh, and they had what was the momentum at that time. But, uh, you know, uh, not too often you see a freshman kind of take over yeah. late. But uh, Cal Hayden 
wasn't able to do that last night for the Crusaders. 6-4 kid, strong, can get to the rim, can shoot the threes. He actually hit a three that pushed it back to a 10-point game. 6-4 um, freshman. 6-4 freshman, handles the ball like a point guard. He was the guy that in yeah. the last three minutes brought the ball up the floor and got him into their offensive sets because you know the pressure doesn't bother him. Yep. He, he can get to the rim. He can shoot the outside shot. There, there's areas of his game, of course, as a freshman, he's going to have to get better. That's just everybody gets better. Uh, but but he's he's really good, and, and you saw that last night. Finished with 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists, and 5 steals in a, in a career debut. Yeah, no, I imagine this kid as a senior. Yeah. You know, and thank goodness they don't have a transfer portal yeah. <laughs> in, in high school sports. But by the time this kid's a senior, I mean, he, he could be just outstanding. Absolutely. I mean. And got a lot of help from Lance Clayberg last night, who had a big game, 28 for him. Uh, Cade Barron's finished up with 11 rebounds, hit a couple of early threes for them. Um, so Kuhn holds on, picks up a 60-51 to 51 victory last night. But again, give Audubon a lot of credit. They could have been in trouble, didn't shoot the three well. Mm-hmm. I think probably coach last night was thinking they shot about 15% from the three-point line, uh, ended up hitting three. I think those shots will fall for him because they got too many good three-point shooters yeah. to struggle like that all season. On the girls' side of things, it was really the second quarter. It was 9-4 at the end of the first quarter in favor of Kuhn. But Kuhn comes out and goes on a 20-1 to run in the second quarter um, and, and kind of puts the game away. They were ahead 29-5, to um, ended up scoring, I think, 30 straight or something like that in the wow. game. Got up by 32, um, and, and then uh, Aubrey Jensen got going from the three-point line and started to hit some shots, and that was an area that Audubon struggled against the full-court pressure and struggled to get shots to fall. They were just playing mm-hmm. too fast, and that's what full-court pressure will do to you sometimes. But uh, um, they settled in in the second half and, and, and played much better in the second half. Uh, so good job for them to continue to fight. They're a really young team. I mentioned it in the pregame last night. You graduate a four-year starter at point guard who always brought the ball up, and that was Aaliyah Hermanson. You graduated a four-year post player who averaged a double-double in J.C. Christensen. you got to mm-hmm. replace those two players with kids that don't have a lot of experience, and you saw that last night. So they'll get better. Darren Miller, too good of a coach. But uh, Brita Clayberg dominant inside as expected for Coon Rapids-Baird. Malia Clayberg had a big game as well uh, as a freshman. Um, 11 12 rebounds for her last night um did a nice job doesn't score a lot right now but you, you know that's going to come um but uh yeah just uh, really really good and then anna hart a freshman point guard um really settled in and had a very nice game for them last night as well yeah so that kind of wraps up last night's action south central calhoun's also had some some, some yep yeah, so the far. girls the girls played last tuesday a little bit of a surprise i think i said to you last tuesday that uh, storm lake looked really good um against esac county in that girls only game that Friday before on the 18th and I was interested to see how that matchup went mm-hmm. uh, on Tuesday night um, and uh, South Central a slow start first game for them you could tell that Storm Lake had had a game under their belt uh, but the Titans struggled um, just didn't play probably the way they're capable of struggled to shoot I think they relied to me they relied on the outside shot a little too much early uh, you have an all-stater and Riley Bata that, that you know not really a post player but a post player um, that's where they need her to play and she's strong down in the block and can score and uh, they didn't really just pound the rock into her that night early uh, and ended up falling behind but again give them a lot of credit they rallied back looked like they had the momentum Um, Avery DeHaan who is just a terrific player I literally compared her during the broadcast that night I said she might be the best freshman that I've seen play since Haley Burks Um, you know at South South Central Calhoun but uh, she went to the bench with four fouls so they're up 
like 11 or 12, and the next thing you know, it's a four-point game, mm-hmm. and South Central has all the momentum. DeHaan sprints up to the scorer's table, comes out, doesn't even give herself a chance to get warmed up. They, they break the pressure. She spots up over on the left side, drains a three uh, <laughs> to make it a seven-point game, and then South Central turns it over. She sprints to the same spot, yelling for the ball, catches it, boom, gone, 10-point game. And at that point, the game was over. So South Century was ranked to start the season, I think, still will be good. But, uh, you know, um, had some kids not go out this year, um, only bringing back the two starters, Kylie Schleichman and Riley Bada from last year's state yeah. team. Um, you can tell they're young, they're inexperienced, uh, they're struggling to find some other kids to score besides Schleichman and Bada. They'll get better with those younger kids as the season goes on. But for game one, you could certainly tell they were kind of missing the kids that uh, weren't there that night. All right, yeah, I know this show is called Rewind, but we're going to look forward to tonight because yes. Carol Kemper is coming up. Handicap this matchups for us. Yeah, absolutely. This one, uh, you know, I, I, I'm interested just to see without having watched the teams play this year. I, I did see the Carroll girls last week, and I think they're going to be pretty good this year. Um, their defensive pressure should be good. I think Kemper going to be better, but it'll be interesting to see for me with a new coach and Andrew Clink the changes. Mm-hmm. They're going to they're going to they're going to play man to man instead of zone this year. They're going to try to do some pressure. They want to get up tempo, and they've got the athletes to be able to do that this season. So I would say that with the experience factor, Carroll High probably is more known coming into tonight for the girls game uh, but I think that uh, Kemper's got a, certainly a chance to be in this game and, and have a chance to win it I think it should be a real good game and then on the boys side of things I think both teams are going to be really good Kemper's got the experience on the boys side of things mm-hmm. and I think with the shooters they have and with DJ Vanami and Evan Adams down in the post they're going to be able to hurt you on both sides the thing with Carroll High is it's, they graduated a lot but uh, you know the one thing that has impressed me with Randy Beeson since he took over this program is um they don't drop off. They can graduate kids, but he does such a great job of it's a program. It's not one or two kids or one class that makes them good. They graduate kids, and the next kids are ready to go. Um, it's a development thing that he's got going there. So when you're eighth graders and freshmen and sophomores, yep. he gets you ready. So when it's your time to step on the court, you're ready to go. And I expect Carol Hyde to be ready to go tonight. Yeah. Heavy on the fundamentals, and that's the way they want to play. So Absolutely. Yeah, it, it should be a very interesting matchup. You've got the call tonight. It's going to be yep. right here on KCIM. Pre-game beginning about 545 tonight. So we'll yes. tell everybody, uh, tune in for that once again. Plus, we've got Glidden Ralston, our Weave out later on tonight, also. Yes, and, and John, I'm assuming Knights of Columbus Daily Rosary 5 30 yes. year show tonight, yep. so that we can give anybody ahead about yep. 15 minutes. So you bet. So. Keep that in mind. Uh, uh, wanted to fit in a little wrestling here before we. Yes. Uh, South Central and ESAC girls wrestled last night uh, up at uh, Manson Northwest Webster and had a, a really, really good night uh, up there last night. Again, they don't keep team scores uh, for a lot of this stuff right now, so they didn't do that last night. But Olivia Villegas from ESAC County continues to wrestle extremely well. She picked up a pair of wins last night going 2-0. and Both of those uh, were by fall. Sophia Villegas also uh, finishing up last night in third place. Olivia Mack uh, picked up uh, a win last night night by I don't know exactly what ultimate tiebreaker means but she won 20 to 18 uh, so I have to talk to somebody who knows a little more about wrestling and that stuff for me uh, but she finished up in second place uh, South Central Calhoun continues to be really strong uh, Delaney Westcott had a couple of wins by fall and finished in first place uh, Kaylee Timmerman also finished up in first place last night with a uh, couple of wins by one by fall and one by tech fall uh, Scott uh, Scout uh, Rolfs finished up in third place Evelyn Cr- 
Kramer took second place uh, with her win by fall. Lacey Martin uh, took second place last night as well with her win by fall. Iris Melody finished in third. Courtney King um, finished up in first place last night. Uh, had an 8-5 to five victory in her only match of the night. And Sophia Webker finished up in third place. So a good start to the season. Um, we'll get boys wrestling underway tonight. First mm-hmm. boys matches of the year will be South Central Calhoun tonight hosting uh, MVAO, COU, uh, Missouri Valley, and um, Cherokee, I think, tonight. Floyd Valley. MOC Floyd Valley. There, there you go. <laughs> Trying to pull that off the top of my head. Yes. MVAO, COU, MOC Floyd Valley. You know, so and then Cherokee. Just, the, the alphabet yep. soup is going to be up there tonight. And so. got a message from Randy Beeson this morning. Carroll Boys Swim Team still hosting their meet, but Spencer did not have school today, so Spencer will not be attending that meet at the rec center tonight. So just before dodging Carroll. It'll just before dodging Carroll. Yep. Now, of course, yeah, it, it, we're running into kind of weather issues. Hopefully, I mean, it won't be. Hopefully, it's kind of a, a, a big deal about nothing, but right. roads are a little bit slick right now. We'll we'll keep track of all that stuff. Probably the Carroll Kemper game. Definitely going to be going. You got video, too, right? Yes, going to be doing live video of that uh, game tonight, so looking forward to that. Thanks to Travis Brinks uh, for coming out, so you can watch that on the Carroll Broadcasting Sports Network uh, YouTube channel. Uh, the other broadcast tonight, South Central Calhoun girls and boys are up at South Hamilton. Nick Brinks will have that on Kick 106.7. So it should be a big and a, a fun night uh, of uh, local sports, and I'm going to reach out to all the ADs and coaches after the show's over and let them know that if there's any changes to their schedules, to please let me know so that I can get that on the air today. Yeah, this is your first really super busy week. It is. And going, the first day is crazy, and we have potential of weather day. Yeah, Tuesday, <laughs> got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, yeah, it's it's going to be starting you know, nonstop yep. until the Christmas break here. So that is KCIM Sports Rewind. Don't forget, the CB Sports Network is what you want to search for, that great sports app that we have. You want to find anything going on locally, that is the place you go right there. So definitely check it all out for yourself. Uh, again, that is KCIM Sports Rewind for this week. And one more thing. Hold on. Yes. Uh, before we go here, I just got an email from Chaps Wilkie. I'll have to look at the schedule to see who they're playing. But uh, the East Sac basketball games for tonight have already been postponed. So no East oh. Sac basketball for tonight. I don't know if you still have the schedule pulled up over there or not. But uh, Yeah, I do. Uh, East Sac was a Woodbury Central at East Sac. Okay. So those games tonight have been postponed. So. All right. So there's the latest breaking news right here on KCIM Sports Rewind.